I'm genuinely very curious as to where you are right now as you're listening to this very podcast, this episode. Are you on the bus? Are we on our bike? Are we walking? Are we running? Are we in our bed? Are we listening to this podcast when we shouldn't be? Should the earplugs be out? Excuse me, earphones. Where was, what am I doing here? I'm curious. Are we commuting or not? Has the cup of coffee sat in? Overall, I suppose it doesn't matter, but I mean, this is the Monday Morning Commute Podcast, episode number 13. Thank goodness it drops on a Monday. Everyone, my name is John. And well, here's my thing. The room is complete. I am recording this podcast in the closet of a room that has finally been complete. It feels like my own. I, if, if, if you've been following the past few Monday Morning Commutes, you should be aware that in order to complete the room, I needed some command strips and a succulent. And while I got both of those this weekend, on Saturday, I found myself at a very eclectic, nice, mellow, awesome shop, a lot of succulents to choose from, and I ultimately was drawn to a two and a half inch cactus in a four inch pot. Um, Haven't named it yet, but apparently that will come to me the the longer my relationship with it builds. Um, I mean, the succulent, I think it's great for many reasons. One, it really doesn't require a lot of care. Um... And it's not overpowering to the room, I think. I think it has a nice little bit of an accent. Uh, it's, it, I don't know, it's, it's lively. I've, uh, there's other life in my room aside from me. Um, I don't know, that didn't necessarily weigh into my decision as much, but I, I like how it looks, I like how it feels. And then, and then the command strips. I didn't know where you got command strips. I thought it was Target, but the closest Target was 10 miles, and I didn't want to make that big of a trek on a Sunday morning. So I ended up going to what I thought was a Fred Meyer. Turns out it's a Safeway. Don't ask me how I mixed that up. And I couldn't find any command strips. So I got back in my car, went to Starbucks, Ice Americano Grande. Thank you. Quick little loop. And I went to a Walgreens as a latch. It was kind of like my last ditch effort because I was almost home. And Walgreens has command strips, apparently. It was great. I got a command strip. actually got two. And um, I check out of the counter. Boom, I'm home. Now we got to operate. It was all about the framing of these prints. A, um, a coworker, very talented individual, hooked me up with two awesome prints that I now have situated in my room. At first, it, they were both going to be on the wall, and it was going to be the two prints in these um, picture frames I got for, uh, from Ikea, $9.99 each, and then under that, a black shelf, and it was going to kind of look like a face. But I actually elected not to do that, and I have no reason why. It just felt right. I have one print on the right side of my room, and the other one is right by the door, and then I have the shelf, and the shelf really acts as kind of like um, some, a couple of palms that I can put my keys and wallet into as I leave or as I get in. Kind of ditch everything in that corner, and then boom, I'm in the room, nothing's on me, I can just relax. That was the general thought process behind that. The room feels amazing, everyone. I got my window, and on the window I have four coffee mugs. I've got a succulent. Next to that, got some clothes hanging up, it feels nice. It feels good. I haven't slept in here since the big transformation, but that'll be tonight. I'm very much looking forward to it. How are we doing, everyone? I um, I hope we're having a very non... I hope a lot of good energy, I should say. I hope we're having a lot of good energy today. And I only focus on that because I feel like energy is essential. Good, positive energy. Whether Whoever we're around. If we're flown, we're flown, and that's great. I um, Last Thursday, I saw what... Initially, I thought it was very bad energy. I saw a lot of negative vibes. But it wasn't until reflection a couple hours later that I was like, wait a minute. It might be cloudy storms now, but I feel like we got some good energy coming here. Or a good burger, should I say. 
Everyone, I went to a new burger restaurant in Portland uh, called Super Deluxe with a friend of mine. And apparently, so the the person who started it has a track record of very famous restaurants and, and kind of successful ones at that in Portland. They started Little Big Burger, Boxer Ramen. And the concept behind this was, from what I read online, was an In-N-Out style burger joint uh, kind of I mean, I think that was it, actually. It's, it basically is like that. It's very, very similar in and out but it has more of like an 80s color scheme. Um, burger-wise, it was good. Not in and out level. But fry-wise, absolutely fantastic. But here's the funnest part. So I'm, I'm, I'm approaching the restaurant, and it is on the left side of the street. And then on the right side of the street is a Burger King. And, and if you could only be there in the passenger seat while I'm approaching this uh, burger spot... The, the drive through line at the new place was so long, and the line was almost out the door. Um, and they had this massive sign that went up, and it had the rotating logo. And then it had almost like in kind of when you go to a school, and they'll announce like summer's here or, or first day of school, September 1st, whatever you want, kind of that electric billboard. They had um, signs like Super Deluxe, now open, Perker, or excuse me, Portland needed a good burger. And then here was the kicker. Um the king of burgers. So I see that lettering, and then I look to my right, and I see one of the most depressing things I've ever seen, the Burger King. There was one car in the parking lot. And meanwhile, Super Deluxe is throwing a jab, but it's a jab with a lot of venom, right? It's not a boxing glove jab. It's more like a, a metal mitt with thorns that is jabbing at Burger King. It was a very vicious. The king of burgers, and across the street is apparently the king of burgers. We all know who's doing more revenue. Uh, we all know where people want to go on date night. And I think we all know which burger's better. And at first I was like, I don't know if I'm... This is interesting. Competitive, energy-wise, there's some storm clouds. Because clearly one's not going to be making it in the next year. And I think we all know which one that's going to be. But then I took a step back, like I said, a few hours later. Everyone, is this not the script of Good Burger? Kenan Thompson, great movie. That weird sauce that makes their burgers amazing. I, you know, I'm, I'm saying this off reflection. I think I saw it about 12 years ago. That was a good movie. And I, I'm pretty sure so Good Burger was there. And was it like Mega Burger opened up across the street and it was booming and everyone loved it. And then a, a, a Good Burger employee was experimenting and Kenan Thompson never liked him, never gave him a chance. And the burger was great or something. Let's just play off the premise that there was an underdog and they overcame the big guy. This literally just set the stage for Good Burger 2.0. Good Burger, but Keenan Thompson, I don't think he's going to be involved in this any way, shape, or form. With that being said, I can't be more excited. David versus Goliath, and Goliath just happens to be the talk of the town, um, poppin', chic, fun, and absolutely delicious. And David is kind of um, a familiar face, but a familiar face with um, poor lighting, a little depressing to look at. And you don't really feel that comfortable with yourself when you walk in there. You feel like you're cheating on your diet. But when you go to the place across the street, Super Deluxe, you walk in and you feel like the diet's not looking. So you can kind of do it and feel mischievous. But, you know, we'll just run a little bit more on the treadmill next week. Something like that. This is a fantastic opportunity for Burger King. If I'm working at Burger King, if I'm employed at the Burger King across the street, this is all hypothetical. I am fired up each day I'm getting into work. I'm lacing up my shoes with conviction. I'm making that bunny, what is it, bunny ties? The bunny ties, the bunny ears. I'm crossing them and I'm lacing them down real firm. The belt is on extra snug. And I'm ready to go to war.
Everyone, I witnessed the beginning of a war. Right as that sign read, the King of Burgers, and then I looked over to my right, and I saw BK sitting there, just taking it. Part of me was a little sad, but then part of me realized, okay, things are about to get physical. Not literally physical, but we're in for some action. And with that, how do I see it playing out? Who do I see winning this war, this, this battle of burgers? Do I think Burger King actually has a chance? Not at all. No, they're done for. That Super Deluxe is, it's a mean burger, and it might actually be cheaper than Burger King. I don't know if I can, either way, it's, it, the, the, like the difference between price isn't that, it's not that substantial. Um, it's a fun place. Uh, the color-wise, it brings you back a couple decades. The burger's very good. Um, it's like well lit up, and you'd be, you'd be surprised how much, at least that goes for me, at a restaurant, depending where I am. I'd like nice lighting. The only place I want to be kind of dim lighting, um, almost questionably dim, is at an Italian restaurant, like a nice Italian restaurant or a really nice restaurant. I don't know if I want a dimly lit Burger King. I'm going to start asking way too many questions. No, I, I don't think they... I give them time-wise, and I don't... And I say this out of respect, and this is just super deluxe, they're that good. I don't want to sound like I'm actually digging at Burger King, but the super deluxe place just seems so legit. I believe the objective was bringing a good, cheap burger uh, to Portland, the burger that Portland needs. Yeah, no, I think they're too good. So, I mean, that's my prediction. I give them, I give Burger King eight months. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But, um, Everyone, I was at, um, actually, so like I said, so we know I've got a new room, uh, not, not to like circle back, but I'm in a new part of Portland and I went to a, a new coffee shop literally about four hours ago and I get in and it's quiet. Violin was in the background. I don't know why, but I go up to the, the counter and I just wanted an Americano, do my thing. And I start having some small talk with the, I guess, barista as well. There was only one person there. It was kind of, it was quiet, but, um, we started having a little bit of chat, and it was small talk, but it was nice. You know, it wasn't awkward at all. It was just kind of, how are we doing? What's up? Blah, blah, blah. And I paid, and I went on with my day. But it got me thinking. It got me thinking. Small talk. When does small talk become normal talk? And then when does normal talk become deep talk? And that's a very interesting thought, because I think it's, for the most part, it's kind of different for everyone. At least the, the small talk to normal talk bubble is something that... It depends how you view conversation. Like small talk for me might not be small talk for someone else, but I feel like overall the the general consensus on what is deep conversation, like a oh they just had a really deep talk, heart to heart, a deep talk. I feel like that's pretty well accepted. We all know when that happens. And when I frame it like that, I feel like well I feel like it's a lot, the the development of talking points is really a lot like that of the development of the human body or the human in age, right? And I feel like small talk to normal talk, it's a gray area. For example, I think as, as people, not we all don't become you know, the boy, the man, the, the girl, the woman, that, that, that hitting puberty at the same time. Well, it, it's not all like, boom, it's not at this date, everyone becomes an adult. Everyone becomes, you know, hits adolescence hard. It, it, it's, a very, it's a gray area. And I think that small talk is like that. However, the deep talk and normal talk, that break, it's a lot like becoming a senior citizen. We all know at 65, we are senior citizens. And the best part about that is there is small gray area because some people might consider themselves like a, a senior citizen when they get discounts for cheaper tickets at the movies 
the early bird special, whenever that is, I feel like either way, it doesn't matter. It's a very exact time. And we know when we can say that the, the deep talk, we all know what I'm talking about where the question is asked and then time kind of stands still for a second. And you're, you're debating on giving them the legitimate answer. Is this the person you want to share something deep with? You get a little anxious, a little sweaty, tight knit. Maybe you're, I don't know, it's someone you might not know that well, but all of a sudden you start pouring your heart out to each other. There's a level of trust there. Small talk, to be honest, I don't know what small talk is. I feel like I do. I feel like it's when it's small questions, you're kind of just beating around the bush and you're trying to buy time. And then normal conversation comes. When you're chatting, you might have a time limit, but it's not as big of a factor. But then deep talk, I feel like time is not even a thing. For the entire deep talk conversation, time stops, it freezes. Now, is it possible to transition from small talk to normal talk to a deep talk seamlessly? Is it, is it is it something we can do in an hour quickly maybe hour day that is that's tough to say we gotta we gotta definitely identify the structure and the relationship what's going on there before we even assess that because I feel like most you know much like in life um, you, you're an adult or sorry excuse me you become a senior citizen at 65 you've had a lot of time to become a senior citizen and that's a lot like the deep talk you don't have a deep talk with someone you just met the deep talks they take time as well it's a lot of trust and relationship building. Now, small talk, small talk can be quick. There's, there's no required relationship there. You don't have to know them at all. You, you meet at the bus stop and you think you're running late and then you ask, wait, is the, is the bus late? And then they say yes. And then you could put your headphones in and just you know go about your day. Or you can ask them, why do they have their guitar with them? Where are they going? And then they can say, I'm going to go and do their guitar lesson. And then you can say, oh, cool. And they might say, what are you doing today? And then you feel maybe a little bit violated as to why they asked that, but you realize you asked them a personal question. So you say, go to work. And that's small talk right there. You've done it. That's the dialogue. I would like to, here, here's a concept. Let me pitch a YouTube show. Um, it's called Small Talk with Big Sean, where people have small talk with Big Sean. Big Sean, this is all you. I think you could run with this. That would be nice. I'm thinking table, a couple chairs, um, you have to wear a Puma shirt. Big Sean is sponsored by Puma. He will provide it. And then you just have small talk. We could put a fire in there as well. But you cannot have, you have, you can have nothing, nothing deep, nothing personal. Um, no heart to heart, very plain kind of Xerox piece of paper, white piece of paper, whatever you want to call it. It's bland. It's cardboard. It's a bagel with no spread. Small talk. Two, three minutes. I would tune into that. I think that's quality content. I would like that small talk with Big Sean. If that happens, I'd like some sort of credit. And I, I think that's about time, everyone. I hope we're doing all right. I hope we're feeling good. I hope the caffeine is kicking in. And if, if you're not having any caffeine, I mean, all the power to you. I hope the commute was fantastic. This was the Monday Morning Commute Podcast, episode number 13. My name is John. This was my thing. Thank you for rock with me. Until next time.